Hello and welcome to the Headache Doctor Podcast, where it's our mission to educate and empower everyone with headaches and migraines so that you can break free from a life of fear of your next headache or migraine and dependence on medication. In today's podcast, we're going to talk about sleep and why your sleep position, airway, and the amount of tension you have when you go to bed is so important. We're going to talk through what pillow you should buy. That is a huge question that we get all the time because people really care about the pillow that they use. And if you're going to bed with tension, you're likely going to be very sensitive to the position that your neck is in. So the pillow is really important. We're going to talk about airway. We're going to talk about the role of tension and how tension plays into your quality of sleep. So all that and more on this podcast. Thank you for listening to the Headache Doctor podcast. Let's jump into it. So first off, I have an acronym for you. It's PAT, okay? So when you're thinking about improving your sleep, if you, let me back up. If you're someone that wakes up with headaches or migraines, then you definitely are needing to address something while you're sleeping. If tension is increasing, leading to headaches, neck tension, pain in the face, something that is disrupting your morning, and it's there when you wake up, there's likely something happening when you're sleeping. If you're someone that clenches or grinds your teeth, and you've been told by a dentist that you need to wear a night guard, or you're currently wearing a night guard, and you're frustrated with that because you're not sure if the night guard's even helping, or maybe it's hurting, then this is a podcast for you, because we're going to talk about different solutions outside of a night guard. And it's also going to give us, we're going to, I'm going to provide you with insights into why that might be happening. All right. So if you wake up with headaches, if you clench or grind your teeth and you have to wear a night guard and your teeth are wearing down, or maybe you have, have cavities or your teeth have been fractured or broken because you clench or grind so hard at night, this is the podcast for you. It all has to go back to sleep, quality of sleep. If you are someone that doesn't feel or you feel that you don't get the quality of sleep that you're looking for, this is a podcast for you. If you wake up and you uh, feel that you weren't rested, uh, if you're tossing and turning at night, if you snore, if you have just thought, well, this is just the way my life is, I'm never going to feel rested, this is a podcast for you, okay? So back to the acronym of PAT. So position, P is position and pillow. All right, so we're going to talk about position and pillow first. And then we're going to talk about airway. And third, we're going to talk about tension. Okay, so Pat, if you're trying to figure out how to improve your sleep, we're going to, I'm, I'm giving you these three keys. You need to think about your position and your pillow. You need to think about your airway and you think it, need to think about the amount of tension that you have. Now on this podcast, we don't talk about just like theories of things that it's nice to think about, but it has no practical application to you. And just having the information does nothing to change your situation. We talk about things that actually will change your situation. And so with each of these three, I'm going to give you action steps that you can take to actually change um, and improve upon your quality of sleep. You see, there's a lot out there in the headache and migraine world that is so frustrating for people because Sure, you go see these fancy doctors in the fancy buildings and they give you 10 minutes of their time and it feels like with all the education they have, they should be able to answer the problem that I have, but the why behind these these issues is never discussed. 
And with that, it leads to the road of medication. But what people are longing for is this sense of what can I do to help? What What's actually the problem and how can I improve upon that outside of medication? I'm tired of taking medication. I'm tired of popping another pill. And I don't really even want to go see my primary care doctor or my neurologist anymore because I know that's what they're going to give me. I've kind of hit this dead end. I'm at this place in my journey with my headaches or migraines where I just don't know what to do, okay? Now, sleep is one of the most important things that we can change, and so control what you can control, and we're going to talk about the things that you can control with position, airway, and tension. So, Pat, all right? If you want to help someone else that is struggling with sleep, that has headaches or migraines in the morning, that has jaw tension, jaw pain, they're clenching or grinding their teeth, think Pat. And you can walk them through this three-step process, okay? So first, we're going to talk about pillow and position. Position, first of all, position is important. If you are sleeping on your stomach, you need to get off of your stomach, all right? So that's, that's going to be true for anyone that has any type of neck tension, headache, migraine, jaw tension, jaw clenching, any of these symptoms that we talk about on this podcast, uh, whether that's dizziness, headaches, jaw pain, migraines, Uh, Sleeping on the stomach, on your stomach, needs to be something that you change, all right? Side sleeping can be okay. Back sleeping is probably the best position. Most people don't sleep on their back. And because we want you to sleep and it's hard to change habits, usually what we're doing is allowing people to sleep on their side, but just making sure that they're not increasing the amount of stress or tension through their neck or their shoulders. Okay, so... Ideally, you're off your stomach and you're on your side or your back. Now, most people are on their side, so let's start there. If you're on your side, what type of pillow do you need? You need a thicker pillow. You need a foam pillow that's going to hold its shape. I just did a video on our social media pages. If you, if you look, I am trying to accommodate to a standard cotton pillow or even a down pillow, and I'm just balling it up and squishing it and folding it and trying to make it as supportive as I can, or I'm putting my arm underneath it. If you're doing those things, that means your pillow is not supportive enough and you need to find a different pillow. The foam pillows are great because they'll hold their shape. All right. Now, side sleepers also need two additional pillows or a body pillow. You need to hug a pillow and put one in between your knees. That's really important. All right. Now, people that listen to this podcast, I'll do virtual visits with them, and they won't be doing this, all right? If you've heard me say this, it's worth repeating because it's very important. If you're sleeping on your side, you might think, well, I've got the the foam pillow, so I'm good. No, that's not enough. You need to support your arm, so your top arm needs to be supported by hugging a pillow. A throw pillow is great because it's usually a little bit thicker, and then a pillow in between your knees. And the one in between your knees is just so that your knees can be together, If your bottom leg is straight and your top is bent, you're going to be twisted a little bit, and we don't want to prevent that. And so you want to have some cushion in between your knees so that it's not uncomfortable because when it is uncomfortable and your knees touch, you're going to want to straighten that bottom leg. All right, so that's side sleeping. The type of pillow for side sleeping outside of foam, we we recommend, we used to sell it. We haven't been able to get in stock. We keep checking, but it's the Splintech side sleeper pillow. They sell it at Relax the Back. If you're looking for the pillow that we recommend, it's the Splintech Side Sleeper. I've tried lots of Side Sleeper pillows, um, and there's a lot of pretty good ones. It's just that Splintech one seems to work really well. The one drawback is it can be a little bit too uh, stiff or firm, 
for people. And what I tell them is just have your kids jump on it a bunch and uh, try to soften it up when you first get it. And uh, that should help uh, with that discomfort from just the firmness of it, especially if you're not using a, a foam pillow currently. Gel pillows are also a really good option. So the the gel pillows tend to be even a little bit more than the foam pillows as far as price. But the gel pillows do provide that cushion that makes them more comfortable with support because they're not going to lose their shape like a cotton or a down. And so gel pillows can also be a really good op- option. Relax the Back also has a gel pillow. If you have Relax the Back in your area, we have one here in Colorado Springs, and I like it a lot. It's worth paying them a visit, and they have a trial period. Uh, I should probably reach out to them and figure out how to <laughs> actually have an agreement to sponsor them or something like that, but I don't. I just like them, and so I send people over there. All right, so um, since we're speaking about pillows and the pillow that you use like with the position, it's going to be most important when you're a side sleeper. So as a back sleeper, you can do a pretty thin pillow. Uh, If you want a contour to support your neck, that's great. If you want to roll up a towel under your neck to support your neck when you're on your back, uh, that's fine too. But the, the, the position that we really care about the pillow in is side sleeping. All right. So if you have a water pillow, uh, that can be fine. I mean, I, the, the give to water, I, I guess it just de- depends on how full you have it. Uh, to me, the water pillow doesn't seem like a better option than foam. I have not personally used a water pillow, and uh, I I don't know if there's contours to it. I guess it was like a hybrid with some foam or some cotton with the water. Uh, that's That's sort of, I'm a little skeptical of water pillows, but they're probably better than just a straight cotton pillow because they they will hold their shape better. Buckwheat pillows. So this was interesting, probably six months to a year ago. Maybe I should have known about buckwheat pillows sooner, but a patient brought it up and I had no idea what a buckwheat pillow was, but it's um, it's actually seemingly more, like more firm, but people like it. It's I think it's your hypoallergenic option uh, if, if you kind of have allergic reactions to certain pillows, like a buckwheat pillow. Uh, I'm, I'm fairly certain that's why people go with that. Uh, it has a different feel. It has sort of a firmness to it. And so it it's interesting. I mean, it can work for side sleepers. For that patient, it seemed to work well. And then body pillows. Um, body pillows can be great. I don't love it when like pregnancy pillows are the ones where you're hugging, they go in between your knees and then they wrap up and around like they're supporting your head as well. I just haven't found that the those pregnancy pillows supporting your head and you hug them, the, the head seems to compromise, like the amount of support under your head seems to be compromised there. And so I would suggest getting a body pillow and then just having your your normal like foam pillow if you're a side sleeper, uh, especially during pregnancy, which you that's the only option you have. Uh, and then travel pillows. So just going on this theme of pillows, travel pillows are great. I, I don't really condone people sleeping while they travel. If there's a long international f- flight, yeah, definitely have a travel pillow. Have something where when you are sleeping, your neck is supported because when you're sleeping upright, like your 
your head weighs 10 to 12 pounds. So it's just, your neck is going to fall to one side and then you're not moving while you're sleeping. And so it's just a, it's a really bad formula. It's a formula for a recipe for disaster. Uh, that's the phrase. So I would, uh, I would try to avoid sleeping, but travel pillows are going to help because they'll support your neck to some extent. All right. So there's pillows. Uh, there's probably some types of pillows I missed. You, you do kind of want to contour with the foam. I, I like the Splintech one because it has a subtle contour and then it kind of, it, it hugs your shoulder a little bit. And so oftentimes if you tuck the pillow up close against like the crease of your shoulder and your neck while you're sleeping on your side, it feels nice and it feels very comfortable. Like it supports your neck. The Splintech kind of does that. And so that's, uh, that's, that's why I like it. And, it, and it seems to be the right height. I mean, they have a small, medium, large. So, um, depending on your shoulder width. All right. So that's uh, position and pillow. That's the P. Uh, let's move on to, I mean, just a little sidebar here is talking about the mattress. I don't really get into the mattress too much with, with patients. If you, if you have a super old mattress and it's just not supportive, like if you sink into it, if you're like rolling into the center or I, I don't know what the scenario might be, but if it's super old and you like can tell it's super old, then just, you know, get a new one. Whatever's the most comfortable, I, I I prefer like a little bit more of a firm mattress, um, and and I do believe that will change the amount of uh, like width or or support that your pillow has. So when you do change your mattress, you might need to consider if it's a dramatic change, like what type of pillow you're using still, uh, or if you need to change the thickness of the pillow. But I don't get too much into the, like the mattress itself or the bed. Uh, I know that like sleep number beds, uh, you can adjust them. And if you can get better quality sleep and you're more comfortable in a certain bed, do that. But as far as like making sure there's not tension in your neck or your shoulders, a lot of that comes back to the pillows and how you support yourself, uh, really on any mattress. And that's not to say the mattress is unimportant. It just means like the difference between a, um, I don't know, like a, uh, a, a pillow top or a firm or, uh, y- you know, when we're talking about relatively new, like good mattresses or spring versus foam, I don't really get into those details. It's just sort of like, if your mattress is really bad, it's yeah. Upgrade it because you don't want that to be a problem. Um, you just want to be comfortable. All right. So let's talk about airway. So when you sleep at night, you should be breathing through your nose if you are not able to close your close your mouth and breathe through your nose for five minutes, um, there might be an actual physical obstruction, like a deviated septum or something like that, that's preventing you from breathing through your nose, and that's definitely causing you to mouth breathe at night. If um, so, during the day when you're breathing, your lips should be shut, tongue to the roof of your mouth, and breathing through your nose. So at night, we want you breathing. Through your nose. If you're not breathing through your nose and breathing through your mouth, you're likely snoring. You could be uh, diagnosed with sleep apnea. Uh, you're likely waking up not feeling rested, and you're likely not dreaming. All right. So what what can you do here to change this situation? Well, it can be a complicated problem. I've had conversations with like Dr. Goals and. Dr. Jessica Martin about sleep and uh, whether it's a tongue tie or whether it's a lack of proper development of the jaw and the airway, there can be things like that that we can correct. 
over time uh, with working with providers like that. So not CPAP machines. It's finding someone like Dr. Goals that has products like a Vivos product that can expand your upper palate. It's doing things like myofunctional therapy so that you can improve your swallow and the strength of your tongue and the resting position of your tongue and that your lips can actually be comfortable closed and touching each other rather than um, having your mouth open. Because if your mouth is open, you're mouth breathing. It's pretty hard to have your mouth open and still breathe through your nose. And so those providers are, if you if you think you have a significant breathing and airway problem when you're sleeping, then I would say find people like that, whether it's myofunctional therapy uh, or someone in that Vivos network in your area. That's the appliance uh, that Dr. Goals uses. Uh, he also uses a product called Candid. Uh, and then looking to see if you have a tongue tie. So those are kind of the the three types of providers I'd look for there. Outside of that, uh, you can use things like Clear, X-L-E-A-R. It's a type of nasal spray that uh, is is a more natural product, but helps with if you have seasonal allergies or if you're congested, if you're just not able to breathe through your nose, you can breathe through your nose. You're just sort of, there's congestion or something blocking it. You can use um, things like intranasal strips or breathe right strips. So something to actually expand the nasal passage while you breathe, just to make it more comfortable breathing through your nose. And uh, that way you're not prone to going to mouth breathing. It's just making the the airway a little bit broader. And it actually, it is kind of interesting if you take the bridge of your nose at the bridge of your nose and just kind of pull the skin to the side, take a deep breath in. If that improves your your ability to breathe through your nose, it could be something to look into just to, to help you breathe through your nose at night. And so we want you getting into the deep REM sleep and dreaming and having good quality sleep, restful sleep. If you're curious to learn more about that, listen to the podcast I had with Dr. Goals. All right, this last this last um, part of sleep is tension, so the T, so P-A-T, position, airway, tension. So what we are working on primarily with people is reducing the amount of tension that they have through their neck, through their shoulders. We do that by improving mobility, all right? So it all goes back to how much you move. When people go to bed with elevated amounts of tension, with a high amount of tension, it's really hard for their muscles uh, to understand how to even relax, okay? So one thing that the musculoskeletal system wants, and specifically our muscles want, is this sort of rhythm of contract and relax, contract and relax. Now, when we're carrying tension through our shoulders and through our neck, we don't get that nice rhythm of contract and relax. I mean, the contractions there but it's not necessarily relaxed. And so our muscles don't necessarily know how to relax. And so one thing that happens is when we go to bed, we just feel like we can't fall asleep. You feel the tension, you feel these little aches or pains in your neck or your shoulders. And, uh, or maybe you don't even consciously feel it, but it just causes you to, to toss and turn. Now, part of that can be corrected with just the pillows, the the proper pillow under your head, the type of position you're in. But for a lot of people, it, we need to do more than that. So it's actually, we need to reduce the level of tension through the shoulders and the neck so that you can actually relax in the position that you're sleeping in, okay? So you can control the pillow, you can control the position, and maybe you're even breathing well, 
So there's no issue there, but you have a level of tension that's elevated. Okay. So what do you do there? Well, when it comes to movement, general movement, we just want you to move throughout the day. So preventative uh, care is the best type of care in this situation. We want you to do as much as you can to move throughout the day, whether that means like a higher level intensity exercise or moderate intensity exercise, uh, but more than that, just moving, walking, staying active throughout the day. The evening routine is probably the most important part here. So oftentimes in the evening, we are amplifying the level of tension because we're like sitting on the couch or watching a show or reading a book or I can't read a book at night. I fall asleep like immediately. But um, we're doing something where we're sedentary and our neck is kind of in a funky position, whether it's like, you know, we're sitting on the couch weird or, we're you know, we're like relaxed, like we're winding down. But oftentimes when we're stationary like that, and especially when our head and our neck are, are kind of in a weird position, that can increase the level of tension. Even though it feels like we're relaxing, our, our neck is having to do more work and there's strain there. All right. So what I would suggest is finding a way to stretch your, stretch your pecs out, um, get some movement in right before bed. Like, uh, I don't know if that, it could mean a walk. It could mean, um, finding like in our master class or headache and migraine master class, we have these stretches that we, that we have, uh, provide videos on, and that'd be a great thing to do prior to going to bed so that you can reduce the amount of tension through your neck and your shoulders uh, right before you go to bed. And if you're interested in the masterclass, you can go to the website and and purchase that. It's $150, and it, you get four modules that uh, will take you through kind of a more in-depth look at what our musculoskeletal system has to do with headaches and migraines and how to correct that. And then outside of that, I guess we, we kind of skipped over like the, I said, we talk about like night guard clenching grinding. So we're going to go back to the airway portion of the PAT. So when we're talking about someone who's been clenching, grinding, has jaw symptoms in the morning or even temple pain, that's going to be there. There's signs of them clenching or grinding their jaw at night. Now, why does that happen? Most of the time, if you go to the dentist, they will give you a night guard. Now, a night guard doesn't necessarily correct. It doesn't answer the question of why or it doesn't get to addressing that problem. It's uh, it's really just protecting your teeth from breaking down and uh, and then potentially even improving the way your teeth are contacting each other. But I would say for the most part, dentists do that so that you're not just seeing these little like cracks and fractures and, and worn down teeth. And, uh, so it's not like night guards are, uh, are bad. They just aren't necessarily addressing the underlying problem, which oftentimes the underlying problem is that you are, you're not breathing the way you should. You're having to maybe thrust your jaw forward, which causes you to kind of clench your grind and, uh, and you're opening your airway that way, but you're, you're increasing tension through your jaw. You're wearing your teeth down. And so going through something like myofunctional therapy, which is a fantastic option if you're trying to improve jaw function, the strength of your tongue, how you swallow. There's even a lot of compensations that come about when people swallow uh, movements in their jaw, facial muscles that are incorporated in the swallow when they shouldn't be, things like that. So myofunctional therapy is a great option uh, if you have those jaw symptoms and uh, especially at night and you're trying to 
reduce the amount of tension you're carrying through your jaw and improve the way just your oral, your mouth, your cheeks, uh, your lips, your tongue, uh, how, how your swallow works, like how all of this functions, that can be a great option. And then also getting your tongue to rest on the roof of your mouth, breathing through your nose. I would say that's that's getting at the underlying cause for most people that are having to wear night guards. The other thing that can play into that is, like we just talked about, having an increased level of tension through your neck and through your jaw when you go to bed. Oftentimes that tension is just, and I think those of you listening will probably know what I'm talking about here, but it's a level of tension where you just constantly are trying to find comfortable position. Like you're not comfortable standing, sitting, like you're just, ah, like I can't find it. Okay. So at night, if your jaw has that, that level of tension, it's, it's going to kind of do that same thing. It's going to figure out where comfortable is. It's probably not going to find it, but it means you're likely biting down, clenching the masseter, the temporalis, these muscles are doing work. All right. So we want to reduce the level of tension. We want to improve your airway. We want to get the position and the pillow, right? All right. So PAT is uh, the acronym to remember. So when you're going to bed tonight, think, what is my pillow? What's my position? Am I breathing through my nose? What's my airway like? And uh, what level of tension am I carrying? Okay. And you can and control the things you can control there. Now, obviously, uh, if you're like, oh man, I've, I'm doing this stuff, but it's not working. That's where you work with someone like us. If you're like, hey, I just have this, I have this crazy amount of tension through our neck or, or my shoulders or my jaw, um, reach out to us. If you're like, hey, my, I can't breathe through my nose and I'm snoring and my sleep quality is awful. Uh, maybe you find a myofunctional therapist to reach out to someone like Dr. Goals and breathing and sleep specialist instead of someday having to to go to a sleep app, uh, CPAP machine. But uh, everyone should be thinking about the the position in the pillow. and that those are easy things to control, all right? And so control what you can control, and hopefully you don't even have to see a provider and it's just like man I'm I'm feeling like I can just forget about this prescription medication and I can stop refilling these and I don't even have to worry about going to see my neurologist again cuz that's what I want you all to get to and I'd love to help you get there. Thank you so much for supporting the Headache Doctor podcast, listening to the Headache Doctor podcast. You guys are our marketing tool. So when when we grow, it's because you talk about us, all right? Now, maybe you found us on Google. Maybe you found us uh, through some other search engine. The reason you found us is because people are downloading this and they're subscribing and they're writing reviews, okay? So if if you like what we're doing, I want you to write a five-star review for us because this information needs to be out there. I'm trying to change the way people think about headaches and migraines and kind of infuse hope into the so many people that are just frustrated uh, with the reduced quality of life from their headaches or migraines. And uh, I, I'm so passionate about it. I love it. And I'm so thankful for you guys being a part of this journey. I appreciate you all listening. As always, it, the mission is to educate and empower everyone with headaches and migraines so you can break free from a life of fear of your next headache or migraine and dependence on medication, allowing you to thrive in whatever you do. I'll see you next time.